from the book of Romans, chapter 5, uh, verses 1 to 8. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, good morning again, church. Ah. I'm so happy to be here with you this morning. Um, I have been thinking about the psalm that says that how beautiful it is to be in the house of the Lord. We know that the House of the Lord is us, people, temple of God, but it's beautiful to be with the people of God as well. And I am so grateful for the opportunity that the Lord has given me to be here this morning. And again, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your uh, gift of love. And I really receive it from, from the Lord. Amen. Let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are here before your word. You gave it for our edification, for our correction, for our training in righteousness. You gave it so that we can understand the way of salvation, with, which is through faith in Jesus Christ. Again, by your spirit, we pray that you will make your word do all these things for us by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Today is our last today is our last Sunday of Advent. And we have been we we and we wait in when we wait in anticipation. I'm looking for the book of Romans, chapter five. And, and we wait in anticipation for the celebration of the most incredible display of love ever seen. And our reading, as we just read, Grace just read, comes from Romans chapter 5. And in the previous chapter, Paul explained people's need for salvation. He described how we are sinners and abide, abide under, under God's wrath. Paul also stated that nothing, 
associated with religion, with works, or with the law of Moses can ever provide salvation. So in chapter 4, there is a previous chapter of 5, previous chapter uh, to chapter 5, Paul makes a conclusion, and he says that we are totally dependent upon faith in the Son of God, and that faith will bring us into a right relationship with God. We are justified by, justified by God. Justification means that in spite of our sins, God treats us though we were not sinners. In spite of our sins, God treats us as though we were not sinners. When we believe in Him as our Savior, God gives us the justice of Christ. So justification does not mean that we are just. Justification means that God sees us as though we were just. Imagine a man of, on a, a trial for murder. The prosecution knows that he is guilty. The defendant knows that he is guilty. Even the judge knows that he is guilty. But the jury finds him not guilty. Even though nearly everyone in that courtroom knows the man is guilty of murder, he is treated like an innocent person because he has been declared innocent. He can open the door of that courtroom and say bye and walk on the street as you and me, free men, without any accusation of murder. When I stand before the Lord, I know that I am guilty. The devil knows that I am guilty. Even God knows that I am guilty. However, because I have believed Jesus, God treats me as though I am innocent because he has declared me just before him and you are probably wondering now what this whole introduction of justification has to do with advent i see your puzzled minds right now well the journey of advent reminds that reminds us that the coming of christ into the world brought to us in Jesus, the real peace, joy, and love that we need. Romans, Romans 5 verses 1 to 8 shows us how through Jesus we are justified and we have received, received the gifts of Advent. That is hope, peace, joy, and love. 
Notice how verse 1 starts. Therefore, therefore, I have a professor in, at, at seminary who always told, tell, tells us, when you see the word therefore, you need to pay attention because Paul is going to say something important. And then he's making, chapter 4, he's making this introduction, this transition word. He's saying, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, Paul introduces us to the peace with God, the hope of the glory of God. The joy in the suffering and the never-ending love of God. So, we start with the first one, peace with God. You see, in verses 1 and 2, if you read it in your screen or in your Bible there, says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, now we understand that we are justified and what it means we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 2 says, Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Salvation brings along peace with God. When you and I turn to Jesus by faith, God declare peace between us. And now we are, we have a complete access to God. That's what verse 2 says. Through him we have access into this grace in which we stand. I once read or uh, read or heard a story about this little boy who one day stood outside of the gate of the Buckingham Palace in London. He wanted to see the queen, but as you know, just because you cry or you do like a tantrum in front of the Buckingham Palace, you are not allowed to enter to see the queen. So, nobody pay attention to the cry of this boy. And a well-dressed man came and asked him why he was crying. And the boy told him that he wanted to meet the queen. The gentleman smiled and told him, hold my hand. I will get you in. Never mind the guards there. The little boy believed and obeyed. And when they approached the door, the soldiers snapped to attention and opened wide the gate. He was led through the gate and then the courtyard, down the carpeted hallway, hallway and finally he was brought to the queen's presence. What got him there? He was holding the right hand. That was all. He was holding the right hand. You see, the stranger was the prince of Wales, the queen's son. 
And that is exactly what Jesus came to do for us. Once we are justified, we hold the hand of Jesus Christ and we can have access to the presence of God. And Paul is saying in verse 2, and he says, we access into this grace in which we stand. We are not just visitors in the king's presence we stand in the grace of god and we can live there forever Amen. we have wide open access and we can stay in the grace of the king of kings in the old times if we if if you and i were in disgrace with the king better to run and hide if you can Oh, but that was something different if you were in the grace of the king. You were given all access, all kind of gift, all kind of benefits. Imagine what God is saying here. You have peace with God and you can stand firm in the grace, in the king's grace forever. So that's the first, now that you and I have been justified, we have peace with God. But the second we read there is, we have the hope of the glory of God. And that's the verse 2. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. <clears throat> the biblical concept of Hope is not to be confused, confused with a desire or a wish. Oh, I wish. I hope that this day is not going to be a snowy day. I hope. No, 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 no. Hope in the Bible is the assurance, the certainty of who God is. Hope is based on knowing God's character, knowing how God's work, and knowing how faithful is He to fulfill His promises to all of us. That is the biblical term of hope. Ah, but there is a problem. In the same book of Romans, Paul tells us that we have changed God's glory for other things. And therefore, we do not know God, how he works, and all the promises that he has given us. Romans 1.23 says, People exchange the glory of the immortal God for the likeness of an image of mortal creatures. You see, the glory of God, we, we distort the glory of God. And therefore, in Romans 3, 23, says, all have sinned, and listen to this, and fall short of what? Glory. Of the glory of God. So what is this hope of the glory of God? Let's go again to the introduction of chapter 5. Because we have been, therefore, 
since we have been justified. We have this hope of the glory of God. Because we have been justified, we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We hope that one day He will, he will, he will live and we will live entirely for the glory of God and not for our own glory. We hope that one day we will understand how God works. We will know one day in hope that how God works and how He has promised all things for us. Sometimes I become very discouraged and disappointed that I do not always act or think as I should. There are times when I am disgusted with my desires, my own sinful desires. I really want to live for God's glory, but I can't. Part of me desires to be a loving husband, be the best father, and to be done with sin. But part of me can't. Part of me wants to remove evil thoughts. Part of me wants to be done with grudges and offenses and with broken relationships. But the reality is I still have these things in me. But there is where hope comes to all of us. Therefore, since we have been justified, we have the hope of the glory of God. God is asking me to trust in who He is, in His character. And He has promised for me that one day He who began the good work in me will bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that, my friends? There is real hope of God's glory. So, since we have been justified, we have peace with God, the hope of the glory of God. And the third thing is we can enjoy, we can enjoy or have joy in our sufferings. And that's what verses 3 and 4 says. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing, knowing what? Knowing that God is in control of everything that we are experiencing. All our experiences as believers are like a chemical chain reaction. One substance set off a whole sequence of processes. How? 
I have been doing all these rapid tests. Horrible tests. I don't like them. You take a sample, but then you put that sample in a chemical thing, and then you put that sample in another thing that is going to develop something that you don't know what is, but you know that something is happening there. It's a chemical reaction, and it's going to give you a result. We know that suffering produces patience, and patience produces character, and character produces hope. When troubles come in our lives as a result of our faith in Jesus, we learn to endure. And through endurance, we are mature and proven in our character. Then, as we see God sustaining us in the difficult times, we can rest in the knowledge that He is in control and He will see us through. Once you learn that lesson, that all of your experiences are for good, then next time that is coming something in your way, you know, and you rejoice, and you understand that that is going to make you more like Jesus, and you rejoice in that, knowing that God is in control, that your patience is going to build character, and that character is going to give you hope that God is at work, as last time. We rejoice in our sufferings. But lastly, because we have been justified, therefore, since we have been justified, we can have the never-ending love of God. It is a beautiful thing to experience God's peace, hope, and joy to the point that we rejoice in our sufferings. But how do we know this peace, hope, and joy will not someday poof, dissolve into delusion? The answer is, that these great blessings are grounded in God's never-ending love for you and for me. Verses 5 tells us, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The word love that Paul uses here is agape. Agape is the word that God used to show us his love in Jesus Christ. And Paul is saying here that this agape has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. I love pancakes but not just plain pancakes. I love pancakes 
lavished with white cream. And this is the way to do it. You get an extra large bottle of whipped cream and cover the whole plate until the pancake disappear, you know? <laughs> you see that everything is covered, right? And then there is a space, just put it more. You see this mountain, wine mountain in your pancake? That's the way that you eat pancakes, right? <laughs> That is the meaning of this verse. The love of God has lavished our hearts through the Holy Spirit to the point that our doubts, all our questions, all our, our struggles that we have believing how much God loves us disappear because the Spirit of God lavished our heart thinking this, that Christ died for us. And He did it when we were enemies of Him, when we were helpless, when we were ungodly. Would you think when the Spirit of God in the middle of your trials, of your questions, of your doubts, when the Spirit comes to you and remember you about this love in Christ, there is when your heart starts to be lavish with His love. God sent His gift. Yes, in the form of a baby. God so loved the world that he gave. When we, still, when we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Doesn't that Make your heart sing of love to him. So, we have received justification. And because of that, we have peace with God. We have a love, we have a hope of the glory of God, and we have joy in our suffering and a never-ending love of God. A love that doesn't change if we are naughty or nice. A love that goes beyond our wildest imagination. I pray this morning that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge.
Let's pray. Lord, this is love. And we are so grateful that when we were still sinners, you died for us. When we were enemies, when we were apart, you did for us the unthinkable. This is love. This is love. And I pray, Lord, that by your Holy Spirit, you were lavished this morning with this love that is proven. And that will give us hope in knowing that you who start the good work in us, you will fulfill it. You will complete it in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <coughs>